Chase, now is the time where we have to make our official Super Bowl predictions. I do think that the underdog in this game is going to win. I think it's going to be a great game no matter what. I'm even going to let it go to overtime. I'm going to go with a 35-31 victory. Welcome to the WNP Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mitchelson. Joining me today, as always, my co-host, Chase Crawshaw. Chase, how you doing on this lovely Tuesday afternoon? I'm doing incredibly swell after, you know, the week I've had thus far getting Chick-fil-A yesterday uh, after it opened up last week. Just, just, it, it's a meal directly from the heavens. It's, I don't know how else to put it. That's just what it is. And then today we got some great video game news. We'll talk about it a little more. So it's been it's been great. Been been definitely swell. Yeah, and it's sunny out. At least it's shining through my window, looking so beautiful out. The snow is starting to melt just a little bit, but I'm sure there's oh yep, just looked at the forecast. We got snow coming Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. So that's gonna be fun. But uh, a, a great day. A lot of production from me so far. A lot of homework getting done. Uh, was able to have some Chipotle as well. Do the laundry. A uh, really good day so far. So I'm excited to get to talking about some of the big news we have on tap today. Uh, the biggest of the news, not Stafford getting traded, but EA Sports announcing that college football is coming back. Yeah, you know, that's slam dunk the biggest news of the week. Uh, I don't even know what's been happening in the NFL. That's that's how important this is. This is just wipe my memory for anything else. Um, it, it's huge, dude. It's It's something we've been waiting for for a while. Since 2013, when they uh, made the last game, they had a shutdown after the Adel Bannon lawsuit. It uh, really was a shame, but, you know, we're, we're taking steps in the right direction. Uh, sounds like right now their plan is for it to be kind of a generic football game. I'd assume it have the colleges, but it won't have the players or likeness. But they're hoping down the road, uh, you know, the game's not supposed to come out for two to three years. So by then that they can have uh, a deal with EA and or the NCAA, excuse me, and then they'll be able to put the players in, which would be fantastic. Yeah, and when I saw the announcement, so many memories and so many emotions just flooded in as I remember back in, I, I don't know what year actually, it was NCAA 10, so 2009, um, Thanksgiving break, uh, I think it was in eighth grade, just playing hours upon hours of the game, it was so, so much fun, so much joy as a little kid, as a little tyke, Um but I am just so excited for it to be back. And we've got another big announcement when it comes to video games, and that's MLB The Show is going to be coming to Xbox. Obviously, it's been exclusively on PlayStation for a while, and MLB 2K stopped getting created, jeez, uh, I think 15 or 16 on the Xbox. So we've been without baseball, and it's finally coming. You know, I'm not a huge baseball fan. I, I still like baseball, but I'm not someone who's going to watch it, you know, like daily or maybe even weekly. Um, but I do enjoy baseball video games a ton. So I, I'm very excited for this. It's going to be a game I for sure get. Uh, it's going to be cross-platform too, which is super cool. So, I mean, not that we have anybody we know that plays it on PlayStation, but still the fact that it's there is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's definitely going to be really cool. And the unfortunate thing is it's going to hurt the bank account 
but it is going to be a lot more fun for us on Xbox. I know, Chase, you talked about how you've gotten bored of some games, but uh, this should add a nice variety to bring back some joy. Man, I sure hope so. Uh, You know, I want to compare the NCAA games to uh, like the Madden games nowadays. Uh, So the Madden games... For the most part, like the running feels uh, so at least a little more real because it, it feels like a little slower, a little like kind of harder to turn. But the actual gameplay in those NCAA games were probably significantly more fun than the gameplay in these Madden games. So I hope they don't change too much, update graphics, change some mechanics. But like the way they threw the ball in the game, the way they they ran, it it just it felt better. It felt a little more natural to me. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what it was either, but I've heard that a lot from people, and I. I play the game strictly to do the recruiting. I mean, that was so much fun doing a, oh, yeah. uh, basically a franchise. I think it was called Dynasty back then. Yep. And you were the coach and you were able to recruit players and to take like a two-star team to a, a top caliber team and recruit like four or five stars every year. Uh, oh my gosh, it, it really didn't get better. Um, so very excited for it to come back. But Chase, let's talk about some real football news now. Uh Stafford, he's getting traded. He was traded, I should say. Uh, He's going to the Rams to meet up with Sean McVay. Coming back, two first-round picks, both in the future, a current third-round pick, and Jared Goff. Yeah, so the trade can't be official till the start of the league year. So, like, he's been traded, but the trade's not official. Um, But regardless, the trade's happening. Uh, Stafford, he was apparently in, um, shoot, uh, what country? Cabo, maybe? I don't know. Uh, but w- w- regardless, he was somewhere on vacation. Sean McVay just happened to coincidentally be there at the same time. Uh, so they got together, met up for drinks. Uh, and then I was reading something else, too, where the Rams, they really didn't have much interest at first until Sean McVay went up to uh, ownership and said, hey, yeah, um, I-, I-, I want Matthew Stafford. Get him on this team right now. So they said, OK. And sure enough, they did. Um, it ends up being a-, a good haul for Detroit. Taking on the Jared Goff contract isn't the best thing. I still think he's he's a solid NFL QB, and I think somewhere else he could have success and be good enough to help a team win a Super Bowl. Um, and it's not gonna happen here in Detroit. He'll just be a transition guy as long as he's here. I'm hoping they flip him for some um, like more picks, because like that that would that would just be fantastic if they can trade him for more picks. And then I like I saw a mock too where they traded the seventh overall pick with Washington, so they got the 19th, a third this year, and a first next year. If, if Detroit just had like six firsts in the next three years, or that what a dream that would be. <laughs> For sure. And Chase, I think you're right. I think it was Cabo. Um, but I think it says a lot about Sean McVay and Jared Goff's relationship, I think. With yeah, uh, Sean McVay just couldn't trust Jared Goff any longer. Uh, he brought the Rams team with Jared Goff to the Super Bowl at one point. But apparently, he didn't think it was going to be possible unless he got a new quarterback, a better quarterback. That's what they did. They went out and got Stafford. And Chase, you're a Lions fan. I know you told us some of the more, you know, news anchor type stuff with Detroit. Could they possibly be doing this? Could they possibly be doing this? Give me some of your, like, emotional feels now. Like, obviously, it's got to be sad losing Stafford. But at the same time, you get a big haul back. What are just some of the feelings that hit you right when you heard this trade was announced? I mean, he's going to be forever be like Detroit's best quarterback unless they get some generational unreal talent who carries them to Super Bowls. 
which I mean, let's be honest, if that's hap- if that's happening in Detroit, I, then you're waking up from a dream in a couple minutes because that's not happening. Um, but Stafford, he's been Detroit's best quarterback. There's no doubt about it. Criminally underrated. Um, it, it sucks to see him go. I'm excited to see him have some success elsewhere. I really hope the Rams can win a Super Bowl. I don't even care if it means that the Lions have a worse pick in one of the years. If they can win a Super Bowl with Stafford at the helm, it's just going to prove that he has been one of the most criminally underrated players in like the history of the game. Um, so hopefully that can happen. Uh, I, it's going to be weird. Uh, I, I expect the Lions to be bad every year. I hope they can win. You know, I'd be optimistic. I say, oh, they could get 10 wins this year. They could get nine wins this year. But in reality, I expect them if, like I expect them to be a six win team every year because that's just what they've done my whole life. Uh, couldn't even hit that this year. So it, it's just there's just a lot going on. You know, the coaching staff is turning into this really great thing. Um, you know, they're going to be here for a long time because they got six seasons uh, at least under Dan Campbell and all of his coordinators. He's going to want them here when the team's actually good, not just when they're kind of bad. So, you know, we'll see what this coaching staff does over the next couple seasons, developing young talent, uh, getting their systems in place. Um, I'm super excited for it. I've never been more excited as a Lions fan going forward, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's a weird situation that, you know, you don't really know where to go with it. Um, so it's going to be definitely exciting for you guys and exciting for me as someone who lives in Detroit or in the Detroit area. Uh, excited to see, you know, where this goes. And it's going to be fun to see the excitement in Lions fans faces because for the longest time it was, oh, I'm excited when the season's coming up. But after a couple games, it's always uh, same old Lions, uh, not not a fun time, a lot of disappointment, a lot of pesticism. So uh, hopefully we get to see some more excitement. I'm, I'm very excited to see what happens on this point going forward. But Chase, I wanted to talk about the draft and the seventh overall selection that the Lions have. Uh, I believe in a group chat you said now that Jared Goff is here, now that Jared Goff is coming back from the trade, you're not interested at Justin Fields if he is there at seven. Was that right or? No, no, no. I'd still be interested in Justin Fields. I'm just saying there's no chance they take Justin Fields. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, like if Justin Fields is there at seven, it's such a slam dunk pick because he's got the ability to be a game changer. He could flop at the NFL. He's he's got a bust ability. He's kind of like a Quinn Byfield, in my opinion, honestly, uh, in hockey terms for anybody that knows uh, Quinn Byfield. You know, he, he's this kid. He he was the second overall pick in the draft. Um, he probably has the highest ceiling of anybody in that draft. And I'd say he has it by quite a wide margin. But at the same time, his floor is significantly lower than anybody else within the top 10, I'd say. So. Uh, you know, Justin Fields, I think he's the same type of thing. I think he could really just boom, have an unreal career, Hall of Fame, go down as one of the best to ever do it. Maybe maybe the best. That's obviously a stretch, but who knows? But at the same time, if he goes to a situation and it's not a good fit right away, he could flop hard and never recover. So it's it, it's it'd be nerve wracking for him coming to the Lions uh, team that doesn't have the best track record of, you know, developing guys and getting to stay here and having great careers. Um, but it, it would just be such a great pick for, for if the Lions just passed up on him I'd be pretty upset gotcha gotcha okay that makes more sense because uh I must have read it wrong for some reason I was like what is Chase talking about he would pass on Justin Fields now that they got Jared Goff that's crazy um but yeah that makes a lot more sense and we'll talk more about other quarterbacks in the draft and where we rank them in the next coming episodes gonna do a lot of draft coverage very excited for all of that uh speaking of draft coverage 
we had the Senior Bowl this past week. So we wanted to talk about a couple of the winners and one of the losers. Um, so we'll start off with Kellen Mond, quarterback from Texas A&M. He was named the MVP, and during the game, Daniel Jeremiah said, oh boy, Kellen Mond is making money this week. So it's really nice to see quarterbacks that really aren't in your top five or uh, maybe even in some people's top ten is finally getting some recognition and having a really nice game and really nice week at the Senior Bowl. So Kellen Mond is a dude who people thought he was going to be kind of making a case to be like a legitimate draft prospect. Uh, you know, coming into college, he had some hype. He had some good production, but he's kind of struggled the last couple of years. And they were hoping that uh, this season was going to be like a breakout year. It, it just didn't happen. Uh, he doesn't have unreal abilities. He, he has good tools, good mechanics, um, you know, and he's a good quarterback. He might be someone who can make a career as a backup, but I'm going to be just honest with you. He, he's not an NFL starter. Uh, he'll end up getting drafted, you know, good for him for having a good week. He's going to get drafted higher than he should have in the first place or was going to, I should say. He'll probably find himself, you know, like a, like a fourth, fifth round pick um, where I would have taken him sixth, seventh round, honestly, prior. But good for him. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And another name that we'll take a look at is Michael Carter, the running back out of North Carolina, a guy that did have some hype coming into the game, and he really just exceeded that. He had a really good game. Uh, He showed some true playmaking ability, able to stretch the field um, just with how good of a runner he is. However, there was a little bit of concern with his pass blocking. People think that he's got to get a little bit better at that. But I did see some Philip Lindsay comparisons, and hey, I would definitely take a Philip Lindsay on my team. Oh yeah, no, that's fair. And I don't like this is gonna seem. I don't want to compare him to like Alvin Kamara because it's it's not what it is. But like it's the same type of thing, honestly. That's how I see him. Where he's a col- he's a college back who is kind of underutilized. You know, he's he's playing with another great running back in Javante Williams, so he doesn't get to kind of just run free however much he wants. Uh, but he's a good runner. He's good in the pass game, like and actually, you know, like running routes and catching passes. Uh, pass blocking, of course, needs uh, work on. Something a lot of college backs need to work on coming to the NFL, and it can be worked on. So if it's something that he can figure out, um, he could be a legitimate, you know, steal in the, in the third, fourth, fifth round for a team. I did a mock recently. I had him going uh, late in the third round to, I think I had him going to the Dolphins or something like that. Um, so like I think like that like, would be a fit that would make a lot of sense. Um, he, he's got like legitimate ability. Um, so hopefully he can find himself in the right situation. Yeah, absolutely. And then finally, the last name that really stuck out in the game portion. I know there was practices uh, where you know some other players really stood out, like Mac Jones, who was one of them. But in the game portion, Des Fitzpatrick, Louisville's wide receiver, a uh, nice side wide receiver that I didn't know much about coming into this week, but he's really showed off in this week, and a lot of people have boosted his draft stock. Yeah, so same with me. He's really a guy that wasn't like too much on my radar. Um, obviously, you know, Louisville's not a just like unreal dynamic offensive program, but he's someone that's definitely worth keeping an eye on. Uh, doing a little bit kind of a backwards film study, see what kind of receiver he like truly is like in the game. Um, but yeah, he, he's got some good tools, and yeah, he had a hell of a week, so he's making a case to be a, a decent draft pick come up April. Yeah, and Des Fitzpatrick originally was looking to be a mid day three draft pick and now it's looking like he's going to be early day three or may even slide up to that day two draft pick so uh, very exciting for him and I mean a a great showing so congratulations Uh, but Chase we want to talk about Jamie Newman here Um, man oh man how a year changes things not even a year you know like seven eight months so we expected him to be on Georgia 
We expected him to ball out now that Jake Fromm was gone. We expected maybe this guy can move into the first round. Maybe it could be a late first-round quarterback pick. Unfortunately, he opts out of the season. And now, at the Senior Bowl, he gets outperformed by Kellen Mann, who was also on his team. He's one of the big losers of the day, which is crazy to think because he's probably now going to slide late day two, maybe even day three, when we thought he could have been a day one guy you know, a couple months ago. Yeah, he took some bad advice. Um, I don't know exactly what the whole story is, but I remember uh, kind of being like, like, why did he decide to sit out? It makes no sense. Uh, apparently, like his like kind of offseason quarterback coach said, hey, you know, there's no reason for you to play. You're going to be a high pick. So just sit out and prepare for the draft. Horrible decision. Horrible, horrible, horrible decision because Georgia would have had a even better year than they had if he was at, at the quarterback because like, let's, let's be honest, Stetson Bennett, that kid was terrible. And JT Daniels, he went and started playing good, but JT Daniels would have never went in the first place because Jamie Newman would have been just the best option in that room anyway. So he would have performed. He would have made it, made the case to be and you know, late day one, early day two pick lock. But instead he sits out all year, uh, gets into some kind of game action struggles. It's disappointing to see. So I still think he might have some abilities to be an NFL QB. Um, I don't know what he can be as a, like a legitimate starter going forward. Uh, he's probably someone that's going to be more of a uh, journeyman backup, but he's definitely going to hurt, or he definitely hurt his stock, I should say. Um, uh, he probably falls into day three, really. Yeah, and it's really unfortunate because in a year or time, I guess, when big quarterbacks that are also mobile are going at a premium, obviously we see Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow has some mobility, Justin Fields and Trey Lance are two guys at the top of this draft class where they're bigger guys, they've got the size, like Jamie Newman at 6'4", 230, but they also have great mobility and a great arm. Uh, it's unfortunate to see a guy like that is no longer going to be you know, a top pick in this draft. Yeah, it, it's just wasted kind of opportunity, really. Because I really genuinely think that like Georgia would have been a playoff team um, this year if if he was the, at their like, quarterback position. They might not have lost a game. They might have lost one game, but they would have done better than they did. It's just the truth because he's a good enough quarterback. Um, but sitting out being rusty, like that, it's a lot of like game time he missed because, you know, Let's, let's think he's counting that, you know, like going on in the senior bowl, he's had like real football action, you know, maybe for like six days over the last two years now, essentially that's, that's brutal. Yeah, for sure. I don't know uh, if combine invitations have gone out yet. I don't believe they have, but he's going to be one that should be at the combine and one to absolutely keep an eye on at the combine because Isn't there not going to be a combine this year. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I thought, um, cause I thought I remember seeing someone saying that the combine was canceled. It could be, oh, they could be doing just all pro days, but I don't know if he's going to be doing a pro day at all because obviously he didn't play for Georgia. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just remember then, don't want to forget. Yeah, no, you're good. So um, I'm looking here. No, it looks like there's going to be a combine. Oh, is there? Okay, then. Sorry, I must have read some bad information. No, actually, never mind. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Everything keeps changing because I I see right here, 2021 NFL scouting combine canceled due to coronavirus. And then I see one day ago uh, receives invite to NFL combine. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) all right. who, Who the hell even knows then? Yeah, so I guess we'll come back to you guys with more information on that uh, in next week's episode because I'm seeing two different things from official sources, so uh, we'll let you know. But uh, if there is a combine, Jamie Newman should be there, 
And if he can show off his physical attributes with his arm and his speed on the 40, then maybe he could be back in the conversation of a you know top eight quarterback in this draft. But uh, we'll have to keep an eye on him and you know just kind of monitor the situation because as of right now, it's not looking good for him. But Chase, we'll now move on to some Super Bowl talk. Obviously, it's Super Bowl week. Got to talk about the Super Bowl. We will be making our official prediction with scores um, later in the episode. But first, I wanted to talk about a lot of big-time advertisers. They're pulling their commercials from the Super Bowl. Obviously, the pandemic happening, no one likes that. Um, Some of the, uh, I guess, political unrest is making people not as joyous, I guess. So there's, there's a lot of reasons that big advertising companies are citing why they're, you know, not pull or why they're pulling their commercials. Um, but it's crazy to see that big companies like, I think, I think Pepsi or Coke, one of them is not going to have a big time commercial this year. Yeah. You know, it it is weird. Um, especially like a multi-billion dollar company, they can, they can afford these ads. Like they're not, it was not too much money. So like so that's a little weird. Um, like for smaller companies, if if they're pulling out, it make a little more sense because they don't necessarily have the money to do it since those ads are so expensive. Uh, but it's gonna create for just a whole weird Super Bowl. You know, this whole experience is gonna be weird anyway with so limited fans. Um, this whole season has really been that way. But now that we're not gonna have you know any like funny or interesting, unique type commercials, I don't know. It just it, it changes the whole like dynamic of the Super Bowl kind of. It really does. But at the same time, I don't know if I mind it that much because obviously everyone loves watching the commercials. Um, But sometimes like the Rams and Patriots Super Bowl, the commercials outshine the actual game. I don't think that would have been the case, even if there were great commercials with just how great of a matchup we have. But it might even appear as one of the best Super Bowls of all time with how poor the commercials are received. You know, that I mean, that is fair. I, it's it's a good point because I mean, th- this game's gonna be super entertaining regardless. Um, it would have like I think it would have been cool if there were great commercials to supplement the great game. Um, compared to you know just that boring ass old Patriots Rams game, but I don't know. It, it's gonna be I guess a kind of a wait and see approach. We really have to kind of witness it to see how we feel. Yeah, absolutely, and we might be witnessing it on. I I don't. I don't know how big movie theater screens are. I was going to say like, you know, 120 inches, but I think it's like 10 times that. So um, got a little information that Imagine is going to be hosting the like a Super Bowl viewing. And so talk to Chase, talk to Davey, and it sounds like that might be an option for us on Sunday. So going to be excited to see what we do, either go there or maybe go out to a restaurant because restaurants are now finally open in Michigan. But either way, it should be exciting. Yeah, it should be pretty exciting. Um, by the way, like uh, ge- like generic movie theater screens are about 45 to 65 feet wide and uh, can be as tall as 30 feet. So the inches, I don't feel like doing that math too much work, but yeah, they're, they're, they're quite large. Uh, but regardless, whatever we do, um, it'd be cool to see it in a movie theater. It'd be just a unique experience. Um, I, you know, we're, we're going to do something, whatever we figure out is fun. Um, it, it might be tough getting into a restaurant just because it's only 25% capacity. People might want to do that for the Super Bowl. I don't know. It's this pandemic here. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? But regardless, I'm just super excited to watch whatever the hell we do. 
Yeah, absolutely. All right, Chase, let's talk about the weekend as the weekend is going to be the halftime show. He's going to be putting on a live performance, uh, although he doesn't necessarily need every part of his performance to be live because, you know, most of the fans will be watching at home. The stadium won't be full capacity. Um, He did say that the whole performance is going to be live and because the Stadium capacity is lower. Not as much money went to the weekend. However, he decided to pitch in $7 million of his own money to really amp up this Super Bowl halftime show. I'm not sure what it's going to. I'm not sure if it's going to costumes or fireworks or lasers or smoke or whatever it is. But it's very interesting to hear that. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a very unique thing. I had no idea about this. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, hopefully it's something entertaining. Um, I I hope it's not weird like the Travis Scott with like SpongeBob coming in. That that was really weird. Um, uh, so hopefully it's something you know remark like remarkable, memorable, uh, and very entertaining. And they missed the best part of the SpongeBob. You know they didn't show the actual SpongeBob halftime show. Yeah. So uh, really unfortunate there. But I'm a big fan of the weekend. I don't know about you, Chase, but back in I think it was Madden 16, there was some weekend songs in there. Um, just a I can't a great... feel my face when I'm with you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some great music. Uh, I I'm. Really looking forward to the halftime show. Really looking forward to the game. But uh, Chase, now is the time where we have to make our official Super Bowl predictions. Um, So I'll let you go first. And don't feel shy on just saying, oh, this team and the score is this. You know, if you want to go in depth with what you think could see happen, maybe a Mahomes 109-yard touchdown to Tyreek, you know, let me know that. You know, go a little bit deeper with your prediction here. All right, so this game will kick off at approximately 637 uh, after they do the anthem and delays. Uh, so the, the the team that wins the coin toss will be the, the Kansas City Chiefs, and they'll choose to defer to halftime. You want me to go this this in depth? or? or? I, I mean, maybe it should because I'm sure a lot <laughs> of people have money on, you know, these type of situations. Obviously, you got the squares. Maybe oh, yeah. we should do our own squares because we didn't really talk about that. Obviously, we're not even sure the venue of our Super Bowl party yet, but... Maybe we should do squares. I know Davey would be into it. I, I thought about that. Uh, hell, dude, I'll, I'll put it together tonight or something and just see if anybody wants to do it. If we get enough people interested, then, you know, we got to sell 100 squares. We can just do them for like five bucks a pop even. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. So we'll come back. Come, uh, we'll talk about that afterwards. But re- regardless, um, it's it's going to be a very, very offensive game. Um, it's gonna be one of the. I don't think it's gonna be like a fifty point, forty point type of game, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a high scoring game by both teams. It's gonna be entertaining. I don't think one team's gonna get way ahead of the other. Uh, I do think that the underdog in this game is gonna win. Yes, the underdog, Kansas City Chiefs, because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are favored in this game. Uh, so I gotta go with the Kansas City Chiefs gonna win this game, thirty eight to twenty eight. I did not. Even like I didn't even look at the the favorite or the money line or the Chiefs are the underdog. Yep, they must really be taking home field advantage into effect here. I mean, it's I mean it is home field advantage because you know they're obviously going to be in Tampa Bay, but the Chiefs are going to be wearing their reds. I would assume. Uh, unless they change something up because of, you know, the iconic moment. But that's that's actually crazy that the Chiefs are the underdogs when they 
just won the Super Bowl last year. But uh, this this game's tough for me. I'm not going to lie because without the left tackle and the right tackle of the Chiefs and a really good pass rush on Tampa's side, if they can get to Mahomes quick and if Mahomes has any lingering injuries, it could be a really tough ride. But I'm going to well, also go fair. with the Chiefs. Um, I, I think the Chiefs are so good. I think Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. I think Andy Reid is probably the best co- best coach in the league as of right now. I mean, Bill Belichick, best of all time, but he didn't do great this year. Uh, I would say Andy Reid right now is probably the best coach in the league. I think it's going to be a great game no matter what. I'm even going to let it go to overtime. I'm going to go with a... 35-31 victory for the Chiefs as the game goes into overtime at 28-28. The Patriots kick a field goal. The Chiefs go down and score a touchdown. All right, that is that is bold. Uh, if that happens, more power to you, but that is definitely bold. It's it's a bold one, but I, I just I feel something special, and I hope you guys too. I hope all the listeners at home feel something special about this Super Bowl. I mean, you've got the GOAT, Tom Brady. And he got the best quarterback in the league right now in Patrick Mahomes. So it's – and, I mean, we didn't even talk about how the two former Steelers, A.B. and Lev Bell, are going against each other. Gronk and Kelsey, the former best tight end and the current best tight end, going after each other. So I think it's just going to be an all-around great game. I hope you guys are excited as we are. Oh, yeah. But – That is going to do it for this show. It was a quick one today, but we did want to let you guys know all the good stuff happening. And as we start to move on past the Super Bowl into next week's episode and the following week and months episodes, we are going to be doing a lot of draft preview stuff. Going to be taking a look at quarterback rankings, running back rankings, wide receiver rankings, and so much more. We're even going to throw in some mock drafts. But I think we're going to do some hockey stuff too because – There are some fans on WNP that aren't on the Bolts broadcast and vice versa. So you don't always get to hear our hockey talk as well. So I think next week, Chase, we're going to do a hockey episode. How's that sound to you? Arch me. All right. Perfect. So that's going to do it for the episode, guys. I want to thank you for coming out and giving us a listen. If you could follow us on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's again on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. Right there is where you can stay up to date with all that we do. Um, We'll tweet out some stuff about games. We'll tweet out when the next episode is coming out. All that kind of good stuff. If you're looking for our other socials, those will be in the description. We do have a Facebook group that you can join as well as an Instagram page. Um, If you are listening on YouTube, if you could give us a like, give us a follow um, and hit the bell for notifications. Uh, Subscribe, not a follow. Hit the bell for notifications and leave a comment. Let us know what you guys think is going to be the final score of this upcoming Super Bowl. And then finally, if you are listening on a podcast platform, if you could follow us and give us a five-star rating, we would really appreciate that. So thank you so much for coming out and listening. And as always, we're not professionals.